This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore. Plus, take an extra 15% off with your coupon or Macy's card. On top of beautiful jewelry finds, now 35 to 70% off. And 25% off decadent chocolate from Godiva. Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift card services and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. Download Upside and start getting cash back wherever you roll. It's like having your own hype man. Get an average of 17% cash back at restaurants. Oh, it's dinner time. Average of 13% on groceries. Get those groceries. 10 cents per gallon average cash back on gas. It's go time. Plus, cash back at participating convenience stores too. Stacks on stacks. Users can earn hundreds of dollars a year, three times more than other apps. Upside, show me that money. All right, we get it. Get it. It's easy. Just sign up for the free Upside app and start getting cash back for doing you. Download the free Upside app and use promo code DOYOU10 for an extra $10 cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's promo code DOYOU10 for an extra $10 on the free Upside app. Get cash back for doing you with the free app from Upside. Behind home play, we bringing it to them all day. Welcome to Section 336, the next generation of Baltimore Sports Talk. I am your endearingly stuttering host, Matt Soroka. As always, I'm joined by a guy who's spent about 20 hours doing draft coverage in the past week, the button lover Josh Soroka. I uh, believe it was four and a half hours. Okay. Because it was just one day for me. Now I've edited a bunch of podcasts about the draft since then, so maybe it all adds up. But, uh, yeah, a bunch of draft stuff and uh, plus the Orioles stuff. I mean, we had a nice West Coast series where I think I might have done all of the Birdland tonights for the, for, the, for the weekend. I think I was on Friday, Saturday, Sunday for all the Oakland A's games. So a nice series for me to do uh, Birdland tonight this weekend. Yeah, yeah, I did one of them, I think. Yeah, um, I think you, you and I did Friday night, I believe. Yep, yeah, and so we got a West Coast trip starting tonight. Well, no, it's continuing, but yes. we got kind of the weekday 10 o'clock games. It's going to be a long, late week. Yeah, I believe it's 10-10 starts or 10-20 starts, something like that. Yeah, let's push them back. Push uh, them back. Seattle. At least ours was a 9-40 start Friday. Ooh. I know. What happened to the push about starting games at like 6 o'clock or 6.30 for the kids? Is that not a Seattle thing? Yeah, I don't know. Some teams do it and some teams don't care. I don't know. Don't don't know. But yeah, I'm glad I won't be on Birdland tonight. Tonight. No, yeah. if I'm awake, I'll tune in, but there's a good chance on these West Coast games that I do not make it up through the whole time. Yeah, this is the time where I bust out my radio, which I put away for most of the year, 
but I bust out the radio right beside my bed yep. and listen to, um, I don't know who we got going on tonight. It used to be Joe Angels as I fall asleep. Before that, it was, uh, well, it was John Miller before that, but but now it could be... Um, Scott Garceau. could be McDonald. Scott Garceau. Give me a little Ruiz 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 Ruiz. Ruiz. Yeah, he kind of turned it into like one word. It was something like I would do. So I don't. Yeah. I, I kind of appreciate it. Yeah, but you're not a professional announcer. No, no, and I don't yeah. try to be. Um, right. No, I know. I like these these West Coast trips. It's funny. I have great memories of the West Coast trips. Of it takes you back to being a kid and falling asleep to the radio. And Oriole games. Being an and adult then, and falling asleep to the radio. And, yeah. then I've sp- and then I've well, and then for seven o'clock games. Yeah, and then I've spent lots of times where all right it's a west coast trip i'm gonna be sleeping on the couch for this week yeah and i fall asleep when i fall asleep and i'll always remember the when i was in zambia i think that's where i was right zambia yeah and uh it was one of these west coast trips and i woke up and and the game went into extras so i was able to to listen to it from zambia it might have been that day that it went 17 innings or whatever Mm. that dreadful game so, great memories of West Coast uh, games. Yeah, I'm not a fall sleeper. I don't fall asleep when I watch TV. I can't do it. Some people can. I can't fall asleep watching TV. So, a baseball game, a West Coast trip, this is like the only scenario where I might fall asleep watching TV is the West Coast, West yeah. Coast baseball trip. Yeah, I agree. That's probably me too. But I have great memories of like falling asleep while uh, while watching the game and then waking up like middle of the night and like it's either the games in the ninth inning, tenth inning, or the game's over and trying to see the score. Yeah. And stuff like really, that. That's always a lose lose, at least for me, because then either you're they lose and you're so ticked off you can't go back to sleep. Uh-huh. Or they win and you're so pumped up you can't go back to sleep. So there's no going back to sleep Good after point. that. Yeah, no, it's it definitely, this is the week that messes with your sleep. Yeah. Well, it started last week for me because, I mean, I, we stayed up, Josh, we were texting, we stayed up and watched the draft. Of course, yep. the Ravens always draft at the end of the draft. They're literally draft at the end of the draft. Yeah, they, the, the Ravens should start to tank so we can draft early in the draft. Yeah, ju- just so we can go, go to bed earlier. Exactly. I don't because, care about the quality of player. I just want to go to Exactly. Early. Especially since the NFL draft is the longest thing in the world. Yeah, it's so long. And it's kind of cute with the first few announcers, and they do the interviews, and it's kind of cute. But then when you're down, fix 15, 16, 17, and, and all the way down third, hey, come on now. And they say each – Pick it up. Right. And they say each team has 10 minutes. But then they'll say the pick is in, and then it takes another seven minutes until they actually announce the pick. Yeah, if when they said the pick is in, they announced the pick, the draft will go super fast. Right. But the but pick they, is in, let's go to commercial. Yeah, most of the draft is commercials and then uh, – uh, then random like talk in and it's like it's not like pick 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 i want it to work like our fantasy football draft yep where it's fast 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 yeah 30 seconds yep. go where the only thing that slows down a fantasy draft is some bozo picking a guy who's already been picked <laughs> yes and then having to go back down his list i also want that to happen sometimes uh, totally where they announce <laughs> the name like, oh actually he's already been picked Sorry. right exactly i want that to happen i want the browns to come up and say trevor lawrence and then everyone boo the Browns, and they get someone else. Yeah. But, hey, Josh, any thoughts on the Ravens draft before we get into the Orioles talk? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, I think Bateman was a surprise to me, drafting a wide receiver as your first pick, because it's the Ravens suck so bad at drafting 
wide receivers. And this guy's small. I know they say he's got the physicality, but he's six foot. He's not a big, tall guy. So I was surprised by that move. It, to me, it felt like a move, not a typical Raven move, but a appease the fans type move. So I was surprised by that. Oh, I, I don't see that. Uh, yeah, that's not how I took it at all. I mean, the year before, didn't they take um, Hollywood Brown in the, in the yes. first round? Yeah, so that I think hasn't this really is worked. Eric DaCosta, like his influence, wanting speed, wanting offense. I, um, this, I also this is, think it's telling that they, they don't have free agent wide receivers that want to come to Baltimore. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, Sammy Watkins came, but but yeah. I mean, they've tried to get a bunch of other guys, and it just hasn't worked out. The I guess people don't like winning Super Bowls; they'd rather rather lose. That's fine, <laughs> right? Yeah, but, I do. Yeah, and I like that part of uh, of Jacoby Jones and him getting booed when he walked up to the podium. Did you see that highlight? Yeah, I did on Saturday I did. night. I, I like Jacoby Jones. Yeah. I like Jacoby Jones a lot. Yeah, he, yeah, he's a rave, but. Um, and everyone says, like, okay, fine, wide receivers don't come, but but everyone who plays for the Ravens loves the experience. Yes. You never hear anybody griping about playing for the Ravens. Maybe Hayden Hurst, but that's not he's not looking too good either right now in Atlanta. Either. <laughs> right. He um, might be calling he might be calling calling Yeah, up. he might be calling, trying to come back. But but for me, Josh, my takeaway is, and I like the Bateman pick, but my takeaway is okay, okay, uh, you have the weapons now. So no more no excuses. excuses, no more. Oh, I mean, we've been hearing this going back to the Joe Flacco days. You, 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 you don't draft offensive players. Yes. You don't get wide receivers. We have two first round picks in, in Marquise Brown um, and Bateman. You got that going with, with an elite tight tight end of Mark Andrews um, addition of Sammy Watkins. If he can stay healthy, like there's, You've we're, got we're the kind of beyond yeah. excuses here. Like you got the yeah. weapons. Yeah. Your you tight ends a, are stable. You got a stud running back and Jake, JK Dobbins who had a stud rookie year. One of the best running backs in, in, in uh, one of the best rookie running backs. And so there, there's, there's no excuses now. Um, so you better come up with an offensive scheme right. that highlights the, these receivers, gets the balls in their hands. And there's going to be, I'm excited because there's going to be, I mean, I don't, we got a lot of wide receivers. There's going to be some competition here. Yeah, someone's uh, which getting is, cut. Which is good. Yep. There's a good chance uh, Marlon Marlon Brown is not on this team anymore. Yeah, or, or, a, or a Boykin, right? Maybe or, they're, or a Boykin. They're, they're I'm guys, trying to think of some of those bubble guys. Yeah, the guys are going to have to kind of earn their earn their keep here. And I felt for a long time we've just been carrying wide receivers who yes. wouldn't be carried. I feel like on other teams. And so and that's, that's, that's going to spill in. No, no more excuses. It's time to put up or shut up. And our offense is already good, but passing offense receiver um, threat, that, that's what this offense needs. And yeah. so we have the weapons. Now it's up to the coaches come up with a scheme um, to, to put these weapons to good use. Right. And you've got enough weapons. Don't give me that plain vanilla scheme that we've seen the past two years that can't, can't make big plays and the little right. short Be- stuff. Now you've the, got stuff. And I, I'm a big Marquise Brown guy more, more than you are. But but I think, like for this Ravens offense, I it seems like to be two sides. Some argue you don't get Lamar Jackson the weapons. I would argue Greg Roman, offensive coordinator, runs an amazing run first offensive scheme. He just does not run an effective passing scheme. Totally agree. And my take has been it doesn't matter who you have a wide receiver if you don't know how to use them. Right. Um, so we'll see. So now you have the weapons. 
hopefully Greg Roman, who runs an excellent running run first offense, the best in football. Um, but but can you find a way to keep that run first offense and to be elite at running while also adding to the passing game? I mean, it's not an easy task. I mean, Raven fans wants us to have the best offensive football, the best run game in football, the best pass game in football. They, they want it all, right. and it's really hard. But but can we find a way to highlight our talented receivers more? Is going to be right, right. You want the, right. You want it to to amplify the run game, not take away from the run game. You yes. want them to play off each other and not put all your eggs in one basket. Yeah, that would be because, interesting. Because you want to be in the position where you're down, you know, 10 points in the third quarter, and you don't feel like the game is over unless Lamar Jackson can break a couple seven-yard runs, right? Which he can um, do, but yes. Yeah, but but we, we should also be able to, you know, score some points via pass when we yep. need to. Yeah. So, and then I assume they'll sign some offensive linemen. Some free agents in the next yeah, few weeks. Yeah, I assume we'll bring in a right tackle. Absolutely. Yep. So. Um, yeah. So, so I'm. I, I feel good about it. I feel. I feel good about. It. I'm excited for football season. I'm excited for um, to, to see Lamar Jackson. As always, we got the most exciting player in sports. Um, I like our defense. I think our defense is going to be solid again. And and so yeah. I mean, I'm. I'm all. My mind is all Orioles. But for the couple of days talking about the draft, it was kind of fun. Yeah, and it was fun. How much fun was it though? Also, to while the NFL draft's going on, the Orioles are playing great baseball. That's not nor- normally. It's like, all right, let me focus on the Ravens because the Orioles season's already over. Yeah, I mean, I think great baseball might be a bit much, but but yeah, competitive I mean, baseball at least. I mean, they won all three games during uh, draft nights: Thursday, Friday, Saturday. All right, but they did, they couldn't sweep the A's. No, but there was Some no draft, draft stuff on Sunday. Oh, you're just saying during the draft days. I'm saying during the draft. Yeah, uh, I thought you meant just like in no, general how they're no, playing. No, small now. windows, small small windows. Okay, they're fine. still in last place. They're 13 and 15. I love that they're close to 500. That they have a chance to get back to 500 after everyone's saying, "Oh, they'll never see 500 again." I think yeah. they have a legit chance to get yeah, back to depends. 500. When you look at the standings, sometimes you look at the standings. They're in third place. Then you you turn it on five minutes later. They're they're in last place. I mean, by by the time we play today, Josh. Um, Everyone else would have played. Right. So so th- there could be – we're at 15 losses. Tampa Bay's at 15 losses. New York could be at 15 losses. So we all could be at 15 losses. Right. Um, by, Except by for Toronto because Toronto has played three less games than everyone else. Right. And that's right. part of a, screwing up the, the, the stand-ins. But, right. I mean, we've got, Oak, we've got these three games in Seattle. Then we come back for a home stand with Boston. I mean, it's chances for the Orioles to do some stuff. Yeah. I mean, this doesn't – it's weird, right? Because um, the but Orioles again, are kind of right where we expected them to be. Yeah. At least you, you, you and I. I think other other fans around baseball and stuff are shocked. But for us, it's you know this no, is where we thought they'd be a little be. below five hundred. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but this seems like a big. For some reason, I feel like this kind of seems like a big series against Seattle, right? Be- yeah, it is because I think it's part of. It seems like a big series because they played so well in Oakland because it's the back end of our rotation, which has not been the strong point. On uh, Wednesday, John Means pitches again, so we all just assume, oh, we can win that game. So it's a big part to see what does Kramer do, what does Lopez do, can these guys like legitimately keep us in games in order to win games? Yeah, and and I mean I think Seattle. I know they're three games over five hundred, but they seem like a beatable team. And then after this, what would you say? We have Boston after this? or, or, the, or the Yeah, Mets? four games with Boston at home, then two games in New York against the Mets. Yeah, and those were like like tougher games. So you, 
So you feel like you want to definitely win the Seattle. Explain this schedule to me. When we come back, we have an off-travel day, thankfully, so we can get over jet lag or whatever. Then then we've got four games in Boston. Yeah. So we go. uh, Then we come home for two games against the New York Mets, a night game and a day game. Um, oh, the Boston, something's weird about the Boston schedule. You know how we had all our conversation yesterday about how days, uh, stuff starts on Fridays or Tuesdays and all? Yeah. The Boston schedule is a Friday through Monday schedule. Mm-hmm. Isn't that weird? Yeah. That, that, it's a, that they play four, so they leave on Monday night. I guess it's weird, sure. I'll it's take weird. Word for it. It's weird. All right. It's weird. I, right, it's it's probably weird. not any other time in the schedule that that happens. Then, so anyway, we come home to Baltimore for two against the Mets, and then we go to New York for three against the Yankees. Hmm. Yeah, it's, it's so, always those weird uh, NL East interdivisional yeah. games. I think we can just I share mean, a plane um, with the Mets. What's that? Just share a plane with the oh, Mets. I'll, I'll it's I'll like an Uber pool type thing. Yeah. Yeah, that so. should be fun. I don't know. We'll see who we're playing with the Mets, but they have, I mean, what would you pay for a John Means, Jacob DeGrom matchup? I think that'd be so fun. That, um, yes, but we'll see if we get but, DeGrom. But, and, and what makes that even better is if you have a John Means matchup, I want John Means matchup on Tuesday night because for the day game on Wednesday, I want the dark night on the mound. Oh, yeah, that'd be fun. I want to a little revenge too. Matt Harvey on, versus the Mets. Yeah, that'd be fun, too. So, yeah, it's only two games, but it's something to look forward to. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, are, Josh, are you planning on doing a um, a four-hour draft special for the baseball draft? Well, that'd be up. That's something to consider. I don't know how the baseball draft does it like football, and I don't have the knowledge. See, when I do – when I say I did a four-and-a-half-hour football broadcast – what I did was I went on, I introduced everyone, and then I played producer for four hours. Yeah. So I don't have the chops to talk about the NFL draft. Well, you act like people that talk about the NFL draft actually know what they're talking about, too. Right. Well, totally. I love the, the grades, the draft grades, but no one has no idea. No like, one has draft grade idea. in four years. Don't and draft I think, it right now. And, I think, and anyway, my point is baseball, it's even worse. Because, sorry, you don't know anything about this high school kid from Kentucky. Yeah, the high school players. Um, even the college players. I mean, how many college games have you really seen? Right. I mean, college okay, football, we can all talk some, about the pitchers yeah. in, from Vanderbilt. Yeah. Who else can you talk about? Yeah. No one. So, yeah. So, At I don't know. Point, no one, yeah. And when's the draft? It's like in June or something, right? Yeah, I think they pushed it back this year. I think actually it's in July maybe. It's just normally okay. at the beginning of June, but I think it might be in July this year. Right. Pushed it back. The, dra- the NFL draft was weird because of the COVID year. So you had some players drafted that didn't even play this past year. Yep. Uh, and those that did play had weird schedules because of COVID. And baseball is going to ha- have that same effect going into the baseball draft. So I don't know. Maybe we'll do something special with Birdland tonight. We'll have to sit, wait and see. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Josh, but speaking of young players who were recently drafted, Okay. They announced this week the rosters for the minor league baseball teams. Yeah. The minor league schedule, I believe, starts tomorrow. But it does. But Norfolk Tide starts tomorrow night in Jacksonville. All right. Um, but but all the rosters are set. Um, Josh, did you get a chance to look at the different rosters? I did not. I just saw the I saw the highlights of uh, you know which which uh, star prospect is going to which level that where they kind of had you know Diaz is going to Norfolk, Rushman to Bowie, Rodriguez to uh, Delmarva, and Hunter Gunner to 
Delmarva. So I saw that layout. I was disappointed to see Gunnar Henderson so low because I, <laughs> for some reason, I really want to see him progress. Yeah. Um, I didn't see where Kerstead is. Is he even at one of these places yet, or are they he still working with him in Sarasota? Yeah, he's, he is going to extended spring training. Hammond, the two big names left off the list, and you got almost all of them right. Grace Rodriguez is actually going to Aberdeen, not Delmarva, but you got the rest right. I said Aberdeen. I thought you said Delmarva. I said so Ironbirds. Okay. Um, I think. Maybe I heard short, short, shorebirds for some reason. But, Gunnar uh, Henderson, shorebirds. Right. Okay. But I don't Grace know. Rodriguez, Ironbirds. Yeah. You got it. Okay. Yeah, but, that's exactly but, what I said. But yeah, Kerr, Kerr is that not, who, who wasn't on the list. Um, he's extended uh, spring training. And Michael Bauman, one of our top pitching prospects, we don't really know what's going on with him, but he's also not on any rosters and is in extended spring training. Um, yeah, the, the big name is Adley Rutschman, and it's pretty exciting because I feel like at Bowie, you're a phone call away. When you're yep. in Aberdeen or Delmarva, it's more than a phone call. It's like a few phone calls for a call-up that will not be the bottom where you've never seen anyone make the call-up from the Ironbirds or from the Shorebirds or even the Keys when there was Keys to the Orioles. But you do see the Bowie to Oriole call-up. So that gives me excited that Rutschman is, is, is that much closer. Also, man, tomorrow, if you, if you want to be at any game associated with the Orioles tomorrow – the place to be, and I think it's at home. Maybe I'm wrong on that, but it's the Bowie Bay Sox opener where you have D.L. Hall, arguably our top pitching prospect. You go back and forth with him and Grace Rodriguez. Take, take, take your pick. And he's throwing to Adley Rutschman, who's catching. That's what you want to see. I mean, two of our best prospects, pitcher, catcher, action. I mean that that's that, that's going to be exciting to watch. Yeah, uh, totally. Are you have you gotten the MILB TV? Have you ever signed up for that? No, I, I probably will this year though. But I, I haven't yet. Same thing. I was just I was looking it up today. It's forty dollars for the year, so it's not bad. Yeah, as long as the video quality is okay. It says ninety percent of games in HD. Games in is it like but, more than one camera though? I don't like, know. I just want one camera in center field. Like, I, don't, I don't know. I'll probably maybe we share an account or something and figure it out. But right. it says games involve all thirty Triple A teams, involve all thirty Double A teams, hundreds of games from high and low A, and games involving affiliates from every MLB club. But what I don't want to know is like, do I sign up for this? Like, how much do I get the tied games on here and stuff? Yeah. No, because, no blackout restrictions, right? Uh, I don't know. Blocked from watching them. The, when no, they, uh, they've got to have no blackout restrictions because yeah, yeah. there's no TV. There's no broadcast rights. Right. So it lists all the teams as participating, but I don't understand what that means. I'll probably sign up tonight so that I can check out some of these games tomorrow. And I told you I've got tickets to go see the Norfolk Tide on Saturday. Yeah. I might try to sneak another game in there as well. Yeah, I mean, I think this is, I, I mean, the minor league season feels extra exciting for two reasons. One is you have these top prospects getting closer to major league ready, right? When you get to Bowie and Norfolk with some of these guys, it becomes more exciting because they're closer to being on the major leagues. I know some people are super into like guys who just drafted. It's hard for me to get super excited about those guys, but I get really excited when you when when you start getting to buoy, right? Like that for me is is really exciting. Yeah. The second part that's really exciting for me is I mean, we haven't 
seeing these guys know over, you know, Adley Rutschman, this is the first full season of professional baseball. He's going to play in his career, right? Cause he was drafted what a couple years ago right. in June. So he didn't play a full season. This is going to be the first full season for Adley Rutschman. Um, and this is when we have guys like I know DL Hall has been really working hard um, on, on a, a new pitch and on lo- locating his, uh, his pitches and is locating his fastball. And you see these guys working at these kind of camps and these training facilities. And you wonder, right. Having not played last year in any games, which players are going to kind of jump out because they've been working their tails off and it's going to show up in the season. Like you just, I think it's going to be, I think there's going to be a lot of guys who surprise a lot of guys who who disappoint, but you haven't seen these guys, you know, all of last year, you didn't see them. So, you know, you just don't, you just don't know, right. There's so many unknowns about these players. So I'm pretty pumped to see kind of where some of them are at. Yeah. I totally uh, agree with you. I, um, I'm, you're right. This is the first time I've kind of am super excited for the minor leagues this season. Yeah, and I, I just uh, I just downloaded the MILB app and subscribed for forty dollars a year because I figured I could answer those questions that I had. Yeah, good. And gosh. I thought it'd be good for you and the listeners to know whether or not we could watch those games. And All you know right. what the answer is? I'm not. Yeah, what? It doesn't tell me what games are available. Okay, good. good. So. I'm but, sure. yeah, I mean, this is <laughs> – what, you're irritated that I did that during the yeah, show? Yeah, I'm irritated. I'm, I'm trying to host a podcast here, and you're over there downloading apps on your phone or something. I was, I was trying to find out if we can watch the games because I want to see D.L. Hall. I want to see Adley Rushman. I want to see these guys. Yeah. And I don't – and I want to see more than just the little blurbs on Twitter. Yeah. I, I'm you, glad baseball's here. Yeah, I know. And I, I'm pumped, and I, I could talk the whole show about the minor baseball because there's so many things I want to see. But, but yeah, the things I'm looking for is I want to watch D.L. Hall and Grayson Rodriguez because I think they're going to be absolute studs, and I want to see them pitch. Um, I also want to see Adley Rutschman as a, in a full season. I want to see how they use them. I want to see how he hits. I want to see how many times he plays first base, how many times he DHs, how often he catches. I think they'll move him around some. Um, and I, I want to see if he dominates, right, or if he kind of struggles a little bit. Um, I think that'll be – I just, just really am curious to see it. The other thing I really am watching is if you look at our AAA roster, if you look at our major league infield, Franco, Galvis, Urias, Ruiz. We don't care about. I think potentially all of those guys could be done it for this season, right? This could be their last season for the entire infield minus first base. And so. Uh, Yes, I agree with you. I mean, it's possible. Yeah. yeah Maybe Urias, right. they like Urias and he hangs on. Right. Maybe Urias hangs the on. Outfield, because... The outfield is the fu- is where we're seeing the future now. Yeah. The infield, we're waiting. Wide open. Yep. So if you look at that AAA, though, that, that AAA roster, the infield, Ryland Banning, Jamai Jones, Richie Martin. Though, I mean, that, that could be third, shortstop, second base. Next, you, it was next year, right? You really think Jamai Jones is part of this team? Oh, Josh, if you, uh, I think, yeah, yeah. I think Jemai Jones is part of this team in a month. Um, I'm excited about, I'm high on Jemai. J- J- as Jones. an infielder. As a second, as a second baseman. baseman. Yeah, as our second baseman. Okay. Um, but, but, but no, I, I, I don't know. Like you don't know Rylan Banlin, Richie Martin, Jemai Jones. Um, you don't know if any of those guys are going to work out. I mean, also, but none of those guys are high prospects. 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think I have to look at our top thirty list. Jemai Jones is in, is in that top thirty. Um, Ryland Bannon might be at the bottom of the top thirty. Um, I don't know if Richie Martin's in there or not, but but I think any of those guys could be potentially like Ryland Banning. I think a lot of people see as a utility infielder. Richie Martin, people don't know if the hit tool is there. Um, and and Jemai Jones, I think um, again, Jemai Jones was a high top prospect. Um, can, can, can he be consistent at the plate? Jemiah Jones is number Jones. 19 in okay. our farm system. Yeah. And is Ryland Bannon? Bannon's, is Bannon's 26. Okay. Is Richie Martin on there? I don't see Richie Martin in our top 30. Okay. And, my, and May, Mace McCoy is another infielder um, who pro- is in a top 30 as well who should get some time. I did um, not hear you mention um, Ryan Ripken. Yeah, he, he's at Norfolk, too, which is fun. I, think <laughs> I, know, that's fun. I know, that's weird. Like, I love our whole, like, the infield at, at Tyler Nevin, who we got, um, I think it was in the Michael Gibbons trade last year. I mean, our whole, our, that whole infield defense, even the outfield defense, like, the whole offense, yeah, Diaz, using that Diaz and Ryan McKenna, like, the pitching is whatever. Um, I, I'm excited about Zach, Zach Lothar pitching. Um, I'm excited about Keegan Aiken um, pitching. Um, Alex Wells, I'm excited to see him pitch. But... But that infield and that kind of offense, I think, is really exciting because yeah. any of those I, players could be in the majors kind of at any point. Right. And in the outfield, it's going to be neat to see the progression of Ryan McKenna, UCNL Diaz, and uh, whoever the third guy is out there. Yeah. To see think, that growth. Because as much as we want to say, all right, Cedric Mullins, Austin Hayes, Santander, or DJ Stewart, something, that's, that's like best case scenario. Yeah. All, all those guys work out. Yeah, and and the other guy, Stevie Wilkerson, <laughs> but but I, yeah, I mean, I've always been intrigued with you, using Diaz, just to see him in spring training and his kind of his power tool, um, and we've seen what Ryan McKenna can do defensively on on the base paths. Um, so they both have, I think, unique skill sets. So yeah, um, I mean, they'll, and they're and they're like knocking on the door. Both Diaz and McKenna are on the forty man roster, right? Yep. So they're like knocking on the door. Um, no. If another injury happens, we've already seen Ryan McKenna c- come up before. Um, so, yeah, right. there's a lot to be excited those about with guys, the AAA roster. Yeah, there's a good chance those two guys we're going to see up here this year. Yep. Injury or someone slumps while this player's hot, and they're going to make some adjustments. Yep, yep. And I, I think we feel really good about um, Austin Hayes, and we feel really good about Cedric Mullins. Yep. Um, and it's amazing we've had so much success this year, given that our best offensive player last year, the MBO, um, Anthony Santander has missed, you know, the majority of the season now. Right, right. Yeah. But hey, hey, one of the reasons I'm excited about, I mean, one of the reasons I think people really want Jemai Jones to be successful, and I really want Jemai Jones to be successful at Norfolk, is because, Josh, have you gone and checked this out? So if you go to fan graphs and you check out team stats and then you sort team stats by second base, you will see some of the most embarrassing offensive numbers that you have ever seen in your life. On Sunday, we basically lost the game because we made two errors at second base on one play. Mm. One play, two errors at the same position. I mean, yeah, we don't have a second baseman in the majors. Yeah, and I wasn't even talking about defensively. Offensively, we have a negative war of 9.3 with the second base position. Weighted runs created plus, which is a lot of like the nerds like to use to as a good measure of offensive production. 
We're at 43, which is the worst in baseball by far. We have the worst WOBA. Uh, we have the worst on base percentage. We have the worst batting average. I mean, right. we're talking dead last. BABIP, if you care about that stat. I mean, we are dead last in pretty much every single offensive category. Yeah. There is in all of baseball at the second base position. Yeah. I mean, it's Urias and uh, Ruiz. And yeah. they haven't shown anything for us to get excited about as baseball fans. Yeah, it's it's pretty terrible. And so I think that's why we're all hoping for um, Jemai Jones. Whether, whoever it is. Ryland Banning could be Richie, a second Richie place Martin. in a pinch. Richie, Richie Martin's Martin been working out it. at second. Yeah, Richie Martin could play second. Uh, Jemai Jones. But, but we desperately need some second base help. Um, and there's two kind of glaring, if you kind of do this and kind of, I did it and go position by position, right. With our stats, there's two glaring needs on our team. One of them is second base. Yep. And the, and the other one more for like defensive reasons, actually than offensive reasons. But if you look at defensive or defensive kind of runs against replacement, um, the second to last team, we're dead last in this category defensively. Did you know what position we are in dead last defensively? Uh, third base. Nope. Catcher. Oh, oh I should have known that. Our catchers are – and if you want to have a lot of fun, look at pitch, pitch framing. We're also like the worst only team with like a negative pitch framing, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're the worst team in baseball at pitch framing. And like yes. D- Detroit is the only team that has a catcher in negative. They're at point one. Like zero point one, right? We're we're at negative one war, so we're like it's not even close. Like we're blowing the competition away, yes. and our and offensive it, war is negative four point seven. So all but, in all, we are <laughs> we're negative. I know in, in defensive catch one home run from the catching position. Judge, you realize we only had one home run this year from the catching position. Yeah, it's no surprise during spring training. What do we all say? It's clear that the best catcher in the organization is Adley Rushman at that state. You yeah, line Jack, up all of our catchers. The best one is in double A right now. We've played 33 games. Our catchers have four combined. All of our catchers combined. Cisco and Severino, four RBI combined. And see, and you're focused on offense. Defensively, they can't catch the ball. And offense is their strength, yes. And that offense is their strength. They and, have so many passed balls. And, like, Scott Garcia will try to be nice and call it, like, a, passed, a wild pitch or a passed ball. He tries to be nice and kind of tries to shift the blame between the pitcher or the catcher. It's our catchers. Yeah. Our catchers can't block balls. Our catchers can't catch balls. Yeah. And so I, I don't know how much longer – I mean, I know you want to wait for Adley Rutschman. Right. And I know they're how not much, ready to bring him up. The question is how long can you resist bringing Adley Rushman up? Yeah, and, I, and maybe they want to go with Austin Wins or, or someone else yeah. while, while you're waiting for, for Adley yeah. Rutschman. You might, and you might do that to try to buy some time. If yeah. Austin Wins gets hot in Norfolk, you bring him up to try to buy time for, to not bring up Adley. Yeah, but, but it seems like, I mean, just the amount, if we can have a, a, just an, an, a league average second baseman mm-hmm. and Adley Rutschman, um, I mean, it's cool that an area of weakness, right? Catcher is a weakness for a lot of teams. It's hard yes. to find good defensive and offensive catchers. Um, but for us, we're the worst in baseball catching. And you're replacing the worst in baseball with the best catching prospect, second overall best prospect in baseball with it. So that's Eventually, like, yes. Yeah. That, so that's a huge, just a huge upgrade 
not only because Adley Rutschman is so good, but because of what you're replacing is so bad. And so that's going to be a huge boost to our team. Yeah. And I'm not going to have the conversation yet, Josh, of how many games do we have to be out of first place in what month before you start having this conversation. I'm not going to go there yet. Oh, see, I think it's the I think it's the other way. I think in order to see Adley, the team has to play better. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you got to win games. I'm think... saying, how many games back do you have to be in June to have this conversation? Mm, end of June, beginning of June. Let's say Adley Rushman gets off to an on-fire start in May. Right. right. Then you move them up to middle Norfolk June, June first. Middle of June, you're you're at 500. You're three games out of first place. <laughs> you better be bringing Adley up. You have you to. You think so? In June? You have to. Yeah. June 15th, if you're at five, if you're playing 500 ball. Yeah. Yeah. Then other things are clicking, and you got to bring Adley up. Yeah. And you and you might be looking at some other guys, but I don't know. I mean, it's also that whole thing of like. If you're at 500 ball in June, you're playing lights out. If you're at 500 ball in June and your catchers are still so bad, you want Adley up. Yeah. So, um, uh, Josh, what has been for this team at 13 and 15? This is where we thought they would be. Yep. But what has been the most surprising and most disappointing thing for you here about 30 games in the season? Uh, Cedric Mullins is a surprise. Yeah. I mean, the fact that he's not a, not only did he start out the season strong, he's been bouncing back every game. If he yeah. has a game without a hit, the next game he's back with a couple hits. Yeah, I think yesterday so, he went 0 for, so I would expect right. him to have so a couple expect, hits today. Yeah, yeah, I might need to hop on my bookie and choose like a six-base game for, yeah. for Cedric tonight. Uh, but, yeah, the surprise is Cedric Mullins and how strong he's come out. Yeah, yeah. I would say I would say there. I, I mean, I think you can also make an argument, and I'll probably go with this one: is John Means. Cy Young, yeah. John Means is my biggest surprise, just because um, how good he's been. We're talking yes. elite top in baseball. Yeah, um, and Cedric Mullins is up there too, but not quite as high as as John Means. But I think it's definitely more surprising. Yeah, yeah. It might be more surprising from. Cedric Mullins, just because the expectations, I think, were a little bit lower than they were for John Means. Yeah, totally. Um, I think with John Means, we did a lot of offseason talk about how John Means is our ace, not a real ace, but our ace, and he's kind of showing he's an ace. Yeah, an ace for anybody right now. Yeah, any team would take him. What's been your biggest disappointment so far? See, the biggest disappointment is tough because – the team's supposed to be bad. So I'm going to go with the biggest disappointment being the biggest disappointment being that this lineup has struggled so much to score runs mm. where we watched and saw this power lineup on paper and saw them in spring training and said they should be able to score five, six, seven runs a game. And if they could do that, our pitching would, would be okay. Instead, our pitching for the most part has been better than expected across the board. Our bullpen's been excellent. We've been able to keep scores low, but we've had lots of losses like where we've lost like three to one or two nothing. Yeah. Which and that's the disappointing part. Yeah. Yeah. I buy that. I mean I would throw, yeah, specifically I would say I just talked about it, but the second base position um has just been so horrendous. 
Um, and, and like, honestly, and I know he's played better lately, but I had such high expectations for Ryan Mountcastle um, that the fact that he got off to a slow start, I'm not saying I'm giving up on Ryan Mountcastle. I'm not saying anything dumb like that. I'm just saying I, I, I was, I've been disappointed with his offense production. Now the last, I mean, if you, if you just look at it, the last seven games, bad yeah. 346, 346. I know. And this, is, this is a great, Josh, this is a great Ryan Matt Mountcastle stat. Right, so you you got your batting average and you got your on base percentage, and for every baseball player, yep, the on base percentage is bigger than the batting average because you get on base percentage also includes walks and that stuff. Yeah, not for the last seven games, um, Ryan Mountcastle has a batting average of three forty six, an on base percentage of three three three. His on base percentage last seven games is lower than his batting average. How does that work? That's a Ryan Mountcastle. That's a that's a Ryan Mountcastle <laughs> special right there. So his on base is lower than his batting average. Yes. Um, how does that work? Because a fielder's choice would go the other way around. A walk would go the other way around. So I'm not sure how you get that. Unless you get thrown out at second base or something. You try to extend the, extend the run too far. Get a single. You try to extend in this, as a double. Yeah, I don't know. But even in. So he's been playing better. Even his last seven games. He's been playing better. But he still has no home runs in the last seven games. So I'm expecting, I mean, even though batting 346 last seven games, one RBI and no home runs. Yeah, it's so I'm expecting come. the power to start to come around next. Yeah, I think he gets one in Seattle. Yeah, I think he gets three this week. I think we talk next week, Josh, on Monday. He's got three more. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Did you see uh, that, the Ra- that the Orioles set down Bruce Zimmerman? Did they, Did they? Wait, Zimmerman? Wait, when did that happen? Today. Did oh, breaking news. That's breaking for me. Breaking news for Matt. Yeah, they DFA'd Zimmerman to uh, Bowie. I believe I was just reading that pre-show. Okay. Yeah. He was optioned, and they brought up Isaac, someone, another reliever for the bullpen. Oh, Isaac Matson. Isaac Matson was brought up. Yeah, we got and, him in the Dylan Bundy trade. Yeah, so he was brought up. He's going to be in the bullpen tonight. Good, good for Matson. Yeah. And Zimmerman's to the alt site in Bowie, which I don't know how you call it the alt site when the Bay Sox start playing tomorrow. Yeah, I would imagine he would go to Norfolk after that. I don't think they would send him to Bowie. I think he'd go to Norfolk. But right. We'll see. I don't know. We'll it's, see. Maybe. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. Is this another roster manipulation where you're just trying to get another arm up there and you bring him back up in 10 days? I don't know. I don't know. Other baseball news. Uh, Caleb Joseph yes. of the New York Mets was released today. Mm. We got some catcher problems. Yeah, I'll take him. You bring old Caleb uh, back. I'll take him over the guys we have. Yeah, me too. But no, I, t- I take all the AAA guys over the guys we have now too. So Right, right. Exactly. I take Austin wins. I think you bring him up. Yep. Yeah. But, yeah, so um, if Bruce Zimmerman misses that start, then who starts in that spot? I assume Kige and Aiken? Or do you think Zach Lothar comes up? you think they liked enough on the one in and Zach pitch to give him a start? Yeah, I mean, I think Keegan Aiken is, is higher on the depth chart. Is his finger, it, is Keegan Aiken okay? Is his finger okay? Can he, I, can he throw five innings? I don't know. And the other thing that's going to be interesting to look at is now we're talking they're pitching in minor league games. Yep. So whatever that, that, out. that fifth slot would be, I don't know, this weekend. So you'd have to see who's pitching. You would assume that person's not getting a start in Bowie or, or Norfolk this week. 
Yeah, I mean, if you, I was surprised because they announced the open day starter, open day starters, or the first two starting games for Norfolk. I think the first game was Connor Green, and the next game was Josh Rogers. And you're like, wait a minute, you got you got Lothar, you got Wells right. down there. Why would it would be Rogers and Green starting one and two? But of course, the reason is because in case you needed yes. a Zach Lothar, you didn't want him starting. Right. You know, in the next two days. Because Especially you now him. when you're, you sent Zimmerman down, you got Creamers basically pitching for his position after his, the way he pitched last start. Yeah, hey, listen, he one, could be dropped down as well. We have so many guys on that kind of cusp, right? The, yeah, Alex the Wells, Zach Lothar. Um, we, we, got, we got a lot of those guys. Bruce Zimmerman's kind of on that. Um, Kramer's on that. Where if you struggle, I mean, and someone's pitching well in Norfolk, there's going to be guys itching to kind of take your job. And so, yeah, each start, Kramer, Lopez, like the microscope's on each of their starts now. Right, right. Especially once these Norfolk games get started. And it looks like Zimmerman's next start would would be Saturday at home against Boston. So that's a great, easy way to bring someone in from Bowie yeah. or Norfolk to cover that. that yeah, start. to play one of the best offensive teams in baseball. Sure. <laughs> right, a team that's hot currently. Yeah. And has been ever since we swept them. Yeah, but I hope I hope Kramer pitches well today. We're going up against Swanson tonight. I've never heard of anything about this Swanson kid. Swanson. So it'll probably crush us. Okay. I never yeah. heard of Swanson. Oh, because no, he's, he's, he's never gotten a start. I know. He seems like a bum, Josh. That's what I'm saying. He's 27 years old. He's got a career ERA of 6.38. So we'll probably we better be beat shut this out guy up. We'll probably get shut out, but we'll we better beat this out. guy up. Yeah. Yeah. All right. But uh, yeah, and Pat Valeka is playing second base. Yeah, and Rhea Ruiz is playing third base. Yeah, so that brings you some hope for tonight. Yeah. So on the one hand, this guy is terrible at pitching. On the other hand, we got Ruiz and Valeka rounding up our lineup. So I guess uh, Michael Franco is he playing DH? Is that the deal? Franco is, uh, I believe he is. Yeah, he's DH. Yeah. And that puts uh, oh, it's, that means Mountcastle Mancini must be playing the outfield. Stewart is got hurt, and Mountcastle or something. Stewart got pulled from the game, and Mountcastle is in the outfield. Stewart oh. has stiffness in his lower back, which I'm sure is from running into that uh, oh, overhead cover. Almost took his head we haven't off. even we haven't even talked about him being decapitated in in Oakland. Yeah, take your head right off. That's a... right. So I assume that's what that has to do with. Yeah, that, you're probably right. So Ryan Mackhouse, we haven't seen him in right field for a while. No. So that's going to be another interesting thing to watch on the West Coast trip is Ryan yeah. Mackhouse on the outfield. At least, at least Seattle's a pretty normal ball field. There's nothing weird out there, you know. It's not yeah. a giant field. He's got – last time we saw him out there, I don't think it was with uh, Hayes in the outfield as well. So with Hayes and Mullins back in the outfield, they can kind of shift and let Mountcastle cover a little less ground. Yeah, hopefully they can just put him in like the outfield or so, put him in the stands or something. Put him in the bullpen. Short, like like a short fielder role. Yeah, put put him as a short fielder in softball. Right. Um, but but you know you got to make room in the lineup for Ruiz and Valeka. So that means Ryan Mountcastle has yeah. to play right just so you can find and, room for freaking Valeka and Ruiz. Give me a break. Well, you need Valeka and Ruiz because someone has to play those positions. Yeah, and you and you're not going to take Mountcastle out of your lineup when he's starting to finally get it together. Yeah, yeah. All right. I mean, well, you know what my opinion. I just assume at this point, put DJ Stewart on the on the DL. Whatever, you miss a game. I don't care. Put him on the IL. Get Ryan McKenna back up here. Yeah, 
put him in the outfield. We want to see the baby third base. Put Ruiz back at second. Tuvalu could hit the pine. That's what I would do. But yeah, but I'm also yeah, and I'm also for bring up Jemai Jones or Richie Martin and let all the young guys play. Josh, if Jemai Jones has a good two games at Norfolk, everyone's going to be screaming for Jemai Jones. Uh, they already are. Games. They already are. Except there Cody are. and I, who have been calling for Richie Martin. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't know how you can call for Richie Martin. When you watched him play an entire year at shortstop for the Orioles I know. and not hit a ball hard, I don't know how you can call I hear you. I totally agree. I remember that game. He had three errors all in one position. Yeah. So I assume he's better now. I don't remember the errors. I just remember all the strikeouts. So, gotcha. Take your pick. All right. All right. Any expectations for Kramer tonight? He uh, is now to eight point four. Yeah. Is Kramer? He was one of the best pitchers. I mean, it's weird, right? Last year, Aiken and Kramer were two of our best starters. This yep. year, Aiken can't cook breakfast without hurting himself, and Kramer has an ERA close to nine. What's happening? I think. I think that Kramer was doing okay until they sent him down, brought him up. I think he got, I don't think that worked out well for him, the 10 day DL thing. I think we, I expect to see him bounce back. I expect five runs, or two runs, five innings out of Kramer tonight is what I expect. Okay. Yeah, because he, yeah. I mean, if you look at it, the first start, he gave up three runs and in three innings. Yeah. The next start, he gave up four runs and in three innings. But then you're right. The day before, the day after he was, he was sent fine. down, there was no need to send him down. For... He pitched four and two thirds, or as Josh to say, four point two innings, <laughs> four point two, and, and only gave up one run. And then yeah. they sent him down, and then he came back up, and that's when he had the horrendous start. And what? Time, and it's, when he gave and it's, six runs against the Yankees. Right, and it sucks because what you saw is you saw him progress and better and better, which is what we're seeing with John Means. Every start John Means makes is better than the previous one. Same with Matt Harvey. Every start he goes better than the previous one, and we were seeing that with Aiken. And I think this ten-day DL uh, Jerry Regan uh, screwed things up for him. So I expect him to bounce back today and start to build on it. Yeah, the, yeah. The only concern I would throw back at you, Josh, is he he's playing against Seattle tonight. He went against Seattle at home um, in the second start of the season, and that's when he gave he only pitched three innings and gave up four runs in the three innings. So that okay. might be a little bit cause for concern. Uh we'll see. Maybe not. Maybe not. I but mean, yeah, you hope he can regain the form he had um, last year because right now we have two starters who we can count on. Um, John Means and <laughs> and who thought Matt Harvey would be Matt one Harvey. of the starters we could count on? Yeah, I mean, I, I, this is what we hoped for, right? Like this, this was best this case is scenario, as well as we could have ever imagined the yes. Matt Harvey experiment. Yep, yep. So. We'll see if it continues. Yeah, hopefully you, it does. You got a little ball four. Oh, Josh! Right now, my entire body. Is covered pretty much. My entire arm and legs are covered with poison ivy. I'm trying to get this house ready to sell. I've ignored this acre and a half of land for the past 10 years, and now I'm trying to tame this wild beast that is my yard. Um, so, for my ball one, if anyone has an aloe for poison ivy that they recommend, I'm not going to be bothered though, because I'm going to go that, back out there tomorrow and work on it and get I more, more poison that, ivy. I thought you put that pink stuff all over you. And I got I got some uh, 
higher grade stuff, stuff you need a, prescri- a prescription for actually. Oh, okay. But it no. doesn't matter. I'm going to put it just, on. And you pee on it. That yeah, helps too. Yeah. And then you do the moisture alu thing. We just yeah. pee, pee, pee on it, but it's just going to happen all over again. So, um, so why bother taking care of it when I'm going to go out there in the poison ivy tomorrow? There's no way to avoid it. Poison ivy is everywhere and I don't want my goats anymore to eat it. So I just gotta, just gotta do what you gotta do. You know, that's a pretty good idea. How do we, while the Orioles are away, they don't come back till Saturday. Can we transplant some of your poison ivy to second base? Mm. I think it'd be fun, you know, do a little Wrigley Field action, but instead of the vines, a bunch of poison ivy. We'll see who jumps in that wall for a ball then. Except I don't want my outfielders getting poison ivy. I want my second baseman getting poison ivy. Yeah, no, but if it's your home field, Josh, then you can, like, you know how people draft players that excel in your system. You go with people who are not allergic to poison ivy. Yeah, that's part of the little screening process. You draft outfielders who aren't allergic to... Or our guys always wear long sleeve, and they're like, why do the Oriole outfielders wear long sleeves in July? Yeah, exactly. Wear long like sleeve, wear, wear, wear cotton. Right. All right. All right. I like that. Poison ivy in the outfield. Yeah. All right. What's your ball two? Uh, my ball two is I've been, uh, I've been trying a new workout routine using my VR goggles. Okay. So I'm doing this virtual reality program called Supernatural. And it's okay. pretty cool. It's you put on the goggles and it takes you to like a whole nother world. And then you have an instructor in front of you that like walks you through stuff. So, and, uh, so, and it's been like, I've been sore. I've been doing this every day and I've been sore every day from it. Is there like weights involved or like you're running in place? Like you you're like doing push-ups? You're, you move your arms around to hit different things and you bend your body to fit through things. Hmm. I bet you look so, like a total moron from someone I, on the outside. You probably do. I don't know. I do it all by myself. So I'm just in my own world in like the Alps or something while nice. the instructor is talking through my head telling me what to do. All right. Cool. So it's pretty cool. All right. For my ball three, I do TV. I, my wife and I started a show together. We rarely watch TV together, but new season of Handmaid's Tale. May the Lord open. Uh, we have started season four of Handmaid's Tale. May the Lord open. Is that the name of the season? Have you watched any Handmaid's Tale? No. Okay. They, okay. They, <laughs> That's some inside around. joke. They go around talking like that. They, they go around saying, uh, saying, blessed be the fruit. May the Lord open. They go around saying stuff like that. Okay. You watch it. Yeah. All right. All right. I'll check it out. May the, may the loins of your fruit of the loom be fruitful or something. Yeah. They just go around saying all kinds of stuff like that. <sighs> okay. But, it's, I, I, but I love the show. I've read the books. The books aren't like the show at all. But I've read the books, Margaret Atwood, and I watched the shows, and I think they're I think it's a great show. Really? Okay. Yeah, so, so season four came out. But and I like it. We're a couple episodes in. I mean, it's dystopian, which is kind of cool. Um, Aren't we all some... tired of dystopian? I'm not. I love the dystopian genre. All right. I don't yeah, know. So I, I, saw I, I don't the... know. I, I don't know if you would like it. I don't know. I saw the teaser for Dexter. I'm excited for that TV show. I yeah. Is that really that's like a new season? Yeah, they're bringing back a new season. It's the same actor? Yeah. I thought he went to prison. No, it ended with him like in Alaska. Oh, I misremembered. I thought it no, was like the season finale sucked, so it's kind of a new season to try to fix the ending, I guess. Oh, yeah. Those so. season finales, they always mess those up. Yeah, they do often. It's always, yeah, it's always hard. All right, what's your uh, ball four? My ball four is I, I'm picking up some baseball cards. I've decided that now while we're oh, Orioles. Oh, you stole my idea. 
Have you been getting into it? No. Well, see, I've been more focused. You're going to, like, Target and Walmart and grabbing some random baseball card packs. Yeah. I decided I don't want random baseball card packs. I want prospects. Hmm. So I said, I want the uh, Oriole players. So I got a connection, got a friend that uh, deals cards. So, okay. And he's always selling his cards on Twitter. So uh, my ball four is this guy, Piso Cards. Okay. On Twitter, because okay. he's sending me a Gunnar Henderson, a Grayson Rodriguez, Adley Rushman, and, Her- and Hurston Kerstead uh, cards that he just picked up out of a pack this week. Or out of a box. He buys like the boxes up. and That's unpacks cool. them. Hey, yeah. you let me know what you want, and I'll help you out with that hookup. Follow yeah. him on Twitter. He's always posting cards as he opens them that will sell for like a buck or two. And uh, I just yeah. don't know what you do, because I've, I've been buying random cards. Yeah. But now I get my Ryan Mountcastle, and I love my Ryan Mountcastle right. card, and I put that separate little special to card. Now I got this whole stack of cards. I don't know what to do with you. Like, what I had the same cards now. Why? That's why. That's why I talked to this guy and said, "I don't want the crap. I want the prospects." And I every said, time my wife looks at me, like she's just—I can tell she's just—is like, "What's wrong with you? Why are you accumulating yeah. more, more stuff?" And but it's fun. Like the exciting part is opening and seeing what you get. Like that's exciting. But then yeah. I get one good card, and what do I do with the rest of that stuff? Yeah. Right, exactly. This is why I go to this guy. He now knows when he gets an Oriole prospect to give me first dibs. So I got the connection set up that I want these guys. Because I told him, I said, here's 30 guys I want. Don't care about anything else. Yeah. So... And again, but you miss the exciting part of opening the pack and finding a Gunnar Henderson, right? Like that's yeah. kind of exciting. And I may do that down the road on myself because, yeah, there is a cool thing about that. But right now, it's like this is a really exciting time to be an Orioles fan, and I really want to grab those cards now, even if they're just sitting in a drawer, so that years from now I can remember this time. Yeah. Are they signed or anything, or just the cards? Uh, they are. No, they're not signed. I guess I can get them signed. They're. They're Bowman Chrome cards, which yeah, I guess nice. is like nice. They're like yeah, decent cards. Nice cards. Yeah, I mean, all the cards now, like they do a really nice job with the cards now. They're yeah. nice and, cards. Right. If the cards are, I think, expensive. But you're right. Maybe I'll buy a box and do like the. Uh, Good luck the, finding a box. Jeez. The, the, what do they call it? Card breaks is what they call it when you open up a box of cards. Yeah, I'll be up for doing an episode, a special card break episode. Do you want to do that? Yeah, I'll be up for doing that. has been pretty popular online. Like, lots of people are doing that. I know. I know. As long as I don't have to do it in addition to the Monday night show, I'll do it in place of the Monday night show. No, it'll be a bonus show for our our Patreon people and and all that. Since we've been putting the bonus episodes over on Patreon. I'll do it it for the coconuts. Yeah. Man, uh, Patreon caused me all types of issues last week, but I finally got it working. So then this week is when you're going to get the episode about Matt dies in Africa oh, over okay. on our Patreon. Spoiler alert, I don't really die, but I come pretty close. <laughs> exactly. And then I've, uh, I'm working with our host and provider for people to be able to get those episodes if they don't want to get them through Patreon, can pay through other sources like straighten your Apple Podcast app in the coming weeks. Sweet. So... And Check I want to do that. some more uh, Twitch live stream, some MLB The Show action. Did you get the new show? Well, no, but. Well, get the new show and we can do it. When will it go on discount? Uh, uh, September, October, <laughs> November. Let me ask you a question. Have you, do, you, do you have the new show? I do. Um, how are the ratings for the Orioles? Uh, do, you, do you know what Adley Rutschman, is he at, at what, he, what he's rated? I don't know. They, um, probably seventies. Orioles prospects. I don't know. I I'll tell you what though. But I'm is he playing a potential. 
I'm, yeah. yeah. He's, he's B potential. potential in last year's game. He was B potential. I'll look up the ratings after the game for you, after okay. the show for you. Austin Hayes um, better be high too. I started. A, I told you I started a franchise. And you're playing every and, game. I'm, pl- I'm playing every game. That's insane. You, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I, at least I'm trying to. Are you playing with the season? I'm behind, so I got to catch up. Okay. But if I can catch up, maybe I should do that. Maybe I should just simulate to today and then start playing Yeah. with the season. Uh, but I cut Chris Davis, DFA'd him mm-hmm. off my team. Did you try to trade him? Uh, no, the computer did it, and I didn't realize that the computer could do it by my, without me knowing. So then I got annoyed that Chris Davis was no longer on my team, and I went and turned off that function from the computer. Mm. Yeah, there's a couple of tricks with roster stuff. Like the computer tried to do all my roster manipulation. Yeah, you can't do that. You got to do the roster because, like, when I always pick a couple of rule five guys, yeah. And the first time a rule five guy has like a broken nail and will might miss one start, sixty day DL. That guy's going sixty day DL, <laughs> yeah, exactly. so I can hide him in my DL for as long as possible. Right, right. I, so I've gone in and turned all that stuff off, but I, right. it was a little too late. I lost on Crush. That's, I'm sorry. That's, I don't know how you can still be competitive. How are I, I considered we still only, my franchise. How are we still a competitive baseball team without Chris Davis all year? That's what I wanted to tell I don't know. Um, and where is Chris Davis is what I'd like to know. Well, he's, I don't know. No you one know. knows. What happens no first? One, literally, right. no one knows what state he's in. He, what happens, he, he could not be in the United States if he wouldn't know. What happens first? The Orioles show us where Chris Davis is or the government shows us where these, what these UFOs are. Yeah, I don't know. And, and maybe there's some kind of tie-in with both of them. Maybe right, there's I mean, some connection between bo- both of them. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe they, they got Chris Davis in some underground lab in Roswell. Who knows? I don't know. That would explain kind of what happened. Maybe he has a little Space Jam body snatcher issue. He yeah. Thought, they took all his skill from him. Yeah, maybe. That, 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 that's as good an explanation as any. Yep. All right. Oh. Let's get out of here. You can support us on Patreon. Yep. Go to support section36.com. Support. Yep. Or 336.com. Yep. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram. Check out Birdland tonight if you're not doing it already. We do breakdowns of every post-game show of every single game. Sometimes yeah, you get to watch Josh do a post-game show by himself and see him flounder in the deep end as he tries to, to host you, a half-hour post-game show yeah. all by himself. It's I, pretty I did, entertaining. I did two 20-minute shows all by myself this weekend, back-to-back. Yeah. So I was pretty happy with myself. I like that. If yeah, if you if Josh ever is on there by himself, you can go on Facebook and type anything, and Josh will read it and start to comment on it. You can oh, read yeah, anything yeah. you want down there. Yeah. Well, no, because he's every... desperate for material, so he'll just start reading anything. But any that's, ever, that's the best part about Birdland tonight is it's all viewer-driven. So any night, if you want to make comments in there, yeah, uh, you'll help steer the show. Yeah. It's or been a lot fans, of fun. By the fans. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. So check out Birdland Sports and check out, uh, follow them so you can get the notification after every home ga- after every game. Um, even tonight at 1 a.m. there'll be some post-game stuff. Yep. Not by me, but it'll be there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Follow us on Twitter. You can follow me at section three three six. You can follow Josh on Twitter at Josh Soroka. Thanks for listening, boys and girls. And as always, go Oaks. At Progressive, we know there's nothing like the feeling of riding a motorcycle with your crew on the open road. It's a primal, wild freedom. A feeling that would be impossible to recreate on the radio. Until now. Hit it, sound effects guy. 
You know, we really lost our stride at the end there. Get 24-7 roadside assistance with Progressive, America's number one motorcycle insurer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Roadside assistance subject to policy terms and limits and may require comprehensive coverage. This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore. Plus, take an extra 15% off with your coupon or Macy's card. On top of beautiful jewelry finds, now 35 to 70% off. And 25% off decadent chocolate from Godiva. Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift card services and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply.